way to work. I started listening to Stephanie Fuentes' new podcast, I Said No. And although I love it, Stephanie, um, I keep it 100, guys. I'm not going to give somebody a review. I'm not going to. I don't care who you are. I need to really feel it and I need to love it. And oh, my fucking God, I love it. What can I say? Stephanie just. I don't even want to keep on saying 100. Stephanie is just real, authentic. Um, she shares, you know, uh, and I love the path that is going. And I, I'm happy when I tell my fucking celebrities. After I listened to her podcast, I listened to the new episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. They're on episode 96, yo. I've met Stephanie. I met her in a fucking bathroom. And she was the same person that she was online. Like, literally, she stepped off the fucking bathroom line to be like, yo! So, somebody like that, I admire, I love. And like I said, I didn't want to share until I listened to the whole thing. I said no is absolutely amazing. It's just Stephanie speaking by herself. Go head on over to I Said No, the I Said No podcast, hashtag ISN pod with S dot. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. No. Hashtag ISN pod. I got a meeting in the ladies room. I'll be back real soon. I got a meeting in the ladies room. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'll be back real soon. Welcome, beautiful soul unicorns to another episode of I Said No, the podcast. Hashtag, say it with me, ISN Pod. Thank you, Eileen. Let's clap it up for Eileen. Let's clap it up for her opening the show with her review of ISN Pod. Thank you so much, Eileen. You are fantastic. And you know what? She is a woman who states facts because we did, in fact, Meet in the ladies' room. Yes. We met in the ladies' room at an event that we both were at. We met virtually prior a few weeks before that. And I was in the bathroom, you know, fluffing my red lip and fixing my hair and waiting to pee. And she walks out of the stall and I'm like, oh, it's you, my homegirl. What's good, my nigga? You know, that's just how I am, a little bit extra. And, you know, we just clicked right away. I recognized her face from us talking on Instagram for the few weeks before we met. And we just clicked. And I appreciate you actually taking the time not only to listen, Eileen, but keep it real as you do, as per your usual. And just tell the world what you feel about I Said No. And you are amazing. If you guys don't know, Eileen is an educator. Yes, she teaches our children. And not only does she teach them academically, she be up in here, okay, teaching these kids how to meditate and be one with themselves and understand their emotions and understand their thoughts and their voice in their head and honoring silence. And when I watch these videos, when she puts this up on her uh, Insta stories, I'm always like, this is amazing. Where were these teachers when I was younger? Not teaching to the room. No, she's not. Eileen is not. She is teaching to the individual child in the room. And with 20 or 30 kids or however many she has, she takes the time out to make sure that those children's need are, needs are met. And I, I honor you, Eileen. You know, you gave me a review and this is me giving you one. So feel free to download this and add this to your podcast you're amazing oh yeah she has a podcast it's on the anchor network it's called 
called Mommy Teaches. And I hope that you guys check it out. She is a mother. She is a wife. But more importantly, she is a beautiful being. She is a being on this planet, being of service to our children and helping them grow and become productive members of society. So again, we'll clap it up for you, Eileen. Thank you so much for opening ISN with your review. Beautiful souls, who am I? Let the people know for the first time if they're listening. For the very first time, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are safe here. Your emotions are safe here. Your needs are safe here. All of the things that you feel you can't say to others, they're safe here. Those big pink elephants in the room, they are safe here. And we address those here. And welcome again. I, in case you haven't heard, am Stephanie, the life architect. Mm-hmm. I am your permission giver and your unsolicited advice giver. You're damn right I am. Uh-huh. And I am the host of this beautiful podcast called I Said No. What is I Said No? This is your bound boundary setting podcast it is yes your boundary your boundary her boundary you get a boundary you get a boundary and you get a boundary this is your boundary setting podcast Mm -hmm. this is the place where in order to say yes you're gonna have to learn how to say no first and here you will learn how to say no first oh guys (sighs) I'm honored you know You guys have been writing in. You guys have been DMing me and tweeting me and sending me emails about I Said No, the first two episodes. The response has blown my mind. It's blown my mind, not because I don't believe I'm worthy, because I am worthy. As I said in episode one, I'm amazing and I'm fantastic as you are. But I don't know. It's just just like, whoa. People are really listening. So thank you. Thank you for listening on any platform that you do listen and make sure you subscribe and rate and comment. Um, I, I talk back, people. Hello. Talk back. Comment. I will talk back to you. And if you listen on iTunes, please rate and subscribe and not just rate. Please comment. You know, I'm trying to get this ISM pod thing to blow up. Shoe right? Don't you want to hear and see your girl on TV? Don't you want ISM pod to be picked up by a major podcasting network? Hello, loudspeakers. Can you hear me? Yeah, Loudspeakers Network. I'm talking to you. Don't you want me up there with the read and all your favorite podcasts? Don't you? Yeah. So we got to get this thing going. So I appreciate all your feedback. Thank you all. Thank you for being your amazing self. And if you're tired of me thanking you, then turn it off now because I'll never stop thanking you. Then press stop or pause. Get over yourself. Stop it. Cut it out because I'm always going to thank you. Thank you for showing up because time, your time is precious. Oh, beautiful soul, did you know, my unicorn, did you know that your time is precious? And did you know that anytime you give your time to someone, they should be grateful for it? Your presence is a gift. Honey, it is a gift wrapped in all kinds of magical unicornish bows. So I'm appreciative of your time. And if you're the type of person who wants people to stop thanking you and talking about somebody thanking me too much, I'm going to need you to book a session with me. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, because, you know, I am a life coach and I need to ask you a few questions. I need to ask you why, you know, you're not appreciative of gratitude, because I bet you the same person who always talk about people are ungrateful. But when somebody tells you thank you a million times, you're going to turn around and be like, oh, she annoying. She thanked me so much. You ain't got to thank me. Yes, I do. Could it be that the universe is sending me to thank you for all the people who didn't? Think about that. Could it be that the universe, that God allows someone like me to come and tell you thank, thank you? Thank you. Gracias. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time because other people have ignored the gratitude that they should be giving you. So maybe I am a vessel and I'm telling you thank you for the people who haven't. Oh, chew on that. So let's get into it. You guys, again, have been sending me love and today's topics will be strictly on 
things that you have sent me, questions that you've sent me. Um, I want to shout a few people out first. So can we get the housekeeping out the way? Yes, let's do that. Shawnee G, calling Shawnee G, calling all unicorns, calling all unicorns, calling all unicorns. My unicorn, Shawnee G, unicorns. Yes, we're going to acknowledge our other unicorns when they have done something professionally or personally that is just out of this world. And Shawnee G is my graphic designer, my digital designer, and she made the I said no cover art of me. Yes, me in that jumpsuit looking snatch yan beat. She did that for me. That is not my actual body, though I'm working on it and wish it was. We collaborated. I sent her some pictures of me that um I wanted to have digitally enhanced. And she came up with this beautiful image of my dream body. I sent her this exact email. I said, girl, have me looking like Desna from Claws. Because if y'all know Desna, Nishni and Ash be out here, Coke bottle shaped up in jumpers and rompers at all times. And I love a romper. I'm a jumper Judy. Yes, I stay in jumpers and rompers. So we collaborated. And yes, that's my face and all that other stuff and my hair, my earrings. Um, But my boobs ain't that perky yet. My surgeon gonna fix that. And um, yes, I am working on the body. We are halfway there. But I love the fact that digitally you can enhance yourself in any way you want to. And Shawnee did that. Okay, she did that with my name chain going down my cleavage. Okay, Shawnee did that with the red lip, the big hoop earrings, my bun, my signature, you know, photo shoot look. And I'm just so appreciative of you, Shawnee. Shawnee will be a guest on my podcast eventually. I am lining up my guest people. Mm-hmm. I got my hit list already. I do, I do, I do. I got my hit list i'm deciding who's gonna be my first guest who's gonna pop that guest cherry who wants to pop my guest cherry is it you is it you or is it you yes but Shawnee will be a guest on this podcast. I think it's important to highlight excellence. And I believe Shawnee, who is also a woman, an entrepreneur who is out here in the digital world and the digital world is normally dominated by men. And she's out here digitally designing book covers and graphic art for me for my podcast. I put the uh, art on a T-shirt. So T-shirt and merch is coming. Um, cell phone cases is coming. So there's a lot in the works. And I wouldn't have been able to have this vision of myself for ISN Pod without Shawnee. So Shawnee, let's clap it up for Shawnee people. Mm-hmm. Calling all unicorns. Shawnee is a unicorn. We are calling up today. Yes, calling all unicorns is when we call someone up. And we are calling you up for your excellent Shawnee so thank you so much I appreciate you if you guys need resume templates you need book covers whether it's an ebook real book whatever if you want to just have a digital um, painting of yourself such as my ISN dream body and holla at Shawnee holla at Shawnee and tell her the life architect sent you okay and she will be on this microphone one day with me just sharing how she got into the business and some tips and tricks on what a woman can do to get up in the digital business. Thank you, Shawnee. Her um, information, it's Shawnee underscore G on Instagram. I will put that, of course, in the show notes so you can check Shawnee out. Moving on to my next unicorn. I want to shout out my guy, Jaden Hollywood. Do you guys know Jaden? You should know Jaden. If you don't listen to the Unapologetic podcast, that's Unapologetic with a K, okay? You should. Let me tell you what this beautiful man did. He affirmed me. Yes, Jaden affirmed me. First of all, before I tell you what he did to affirm me, let me tell you how I will be in because of Jaden I will be in Atlanta Uh uh-huh I will be in Atlanta this first weekend in October because of 
Jaden. Jaden is hosting the Pod Connect. I believe that's what it's called, the Pod Connect or the Pod Connection. It is a podcasting convention. It'll be my first podcasting convention. So Jaden is popping my podcast convention cherry. It's a lot of cherry popping today. I mean, <laughs> I only thought I had one. Um, but Jaden is popping my podcast cherry, convention cherry, and I will be in Atlanta for the weekend, the first weekend in October, and I'm very excited. The panels look amazing. It just looks like hard work has paid off for him, and I'm very proud of him. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. We speak virtually often, and I'm looking forward to seeing him again in his element and doing the damn thug thizzle. Okay, Jaden, so I salute you. Calling all unicorns. I'm calling you up and out. And let me tell you what Jaden tweeted uh, this week about I said no. He said, I am the youngest person at my firm and my workload is one of the largest. Given the deadlines that are approaching, I was faced with a decision. Kill myself trying to complete this or pass some work along. I heard at BLC New York, that is my handle on all social media platforms, guys. I heard at BLC New York in my ear saying, quote unquote, I said no. He says, so you know what I did? I walked straight into my boss's office and I told him straight up, hey, I know you trust me to do all of this, but realistically, it will not be done in the requested time frame. Let me know who you would like me to pass it to. He then goes on to say, it felt so good, like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Let me tell you something, Jaden. Let me tell you something, my boo, my Jaden, my boo. Okay, I salute you for standing in your no. I salute you for not choosing to overwhelm yourself and do something that you know would set you up for failure emotionally and professionally because we tend to do that a lot. We tend to take on so much and then get mad and have the nerve to get annoyed when people are expecting us to complete the task that we took on that we knew from the very beginning was too much. I applaud you for standing in your no. I thank you for listening always. I thank you for being a champion of me and of my projects like I've said no and you're amazing you're fantastic I can't wait to be in Atlanta and I'm calling you up sir calling all unicorns calling up calling up calling up all unicorns we call out Jaden Hollywood today thank you sir for being your fantastic self and thank you for always supporting and loving me and ISM pod who child y'all gonna make this thug cry real Bronx New York tears <laughs> you know like make me cry I'm so proud of you guys every DM every email and you know episode one and two was recorded in July so it was new for you guys but for me it was old it was edited by me I heard it a million times and this is actually the first time I'm recording live in the moment meaning it is mid to end September and I'm recording in September when I recorded the first two episodes it was just me trying to see what I was going to do and if I was going to do it and I loved it so much that I just put it out and it was a few 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 weeks after I recorded it and you guys loved it as if it was new so I'm appreciative of that and I'm also appreciative that I leveled up because of the responses of one and two I am here with episode three on a new microphone new equipment um, just trying to make sure that I continuously evolve as a podcaster you know when you want to do something you have to make sure you do it in the way that you would like it to be done for you you want to do all the things for your podcast or for your project that you would like to hear on another podcast or on another project. So if you're writing a book, you know, you should make sure that you're writing it. Yes, your way with your voice and your sound, but with the professionalism of the authors before you, of the authors that you admire. So I'm working on leveling up my editing, leveling up my sound, leveling up in every way possible because this is something that I love and I want to give you the best products 
possible. Mm-hmm. Evolution, it requires work. It sure does sometimes. I have a few questions from a few people, so I'm just going to get straight into it. Can we do that? Someone asked me, what is a boundary? And at first, when I received this question, I was like, well, what do you mean what's a boundary? Google's your best friend. Like, we can all Google it. But I realized that this is a podcast, a boundary setting podcast that I created. And you have every right to ask me what you can Google. It's okay if you want me to be your Google for your boundaries. That's all right. That's right. Because I said send in a question to me. So why would I condemn you for sending in any question? So your question will be answered, my dear. Your question was, what is a boundary? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, a boundary is something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. So your boundary, my beautiful soul, is something that indicates or fixes a limit or an extent to where you want somebody to go. So you can have a boundary that's emotional, a physical, a financial, a spiritual, any kind of boundary is able to be set. It is that line in the sand. It says you cannot come here. It is the stop sign. Okay, it's the slow down. It's the yellow sign on the traffic light that tells you you're about to stop. And then it's the complete stop. That is what your boundary is. And you're allowed. You decide what the boundary is and what area it is in and who has to respect it and who doesn't. Because what people don't understand is that boundary setting is not exclusive to all people. So say, for instance, uh, my sister and my friends can call me a bitch. Bitch, please. Whatever, bitch. Bitch, you crazy, bitch. Oh, what? Bitch, you got tea. Bitch, what is the gossip? That's for reserve for my people, right? But if I don't know you and you calling me a bitch, that's a boundary you can't cross. Now, whether you think that's hypocritical or not, that's your business, but that just is what it is. I said that is what it is. I'm gonna say it again because it just is what a T.I. is, right? So you can't do it because I said you can't do it because it doesn't work for me it makes me feel uncomfortable right and I need you to understand that it makes me feel uncomfortable and if you keep pursuing it after I clearly told you it makes me feel uncomfortable that means you are trying to control me and the situation and she don't like that no sir no ma'am no Pam that is an example of a boundary. There are bigger boundaries. There are more significant boundaries. But you get to decide what your boundary is and who you get to set it for and if it's universal for everyone or if it's just for certain people. Okay, so I hope that answered your question. Oh, guys, you guys are loving big pink elephants. The big pink elephant in the room. The big pink elephant in the room. You like big pink elephants. So we're definitely going to have more of the big pink elephants. And you can send me your topics for big pink elephants. You can tell me what you would like to address that your family, your friends, your husband, your wife, your kids don't like to address. I will keep all of your information anonymous like I'm going to do today for the topics. And feel free to send it to me because I'll address them here. Mm -hmm. I will address them here. And if you need to play it so that your friends, family, or whomever, your coworkers can understand if you need me to articulate it for you and then you just need to press play so they can do it, yes, we will address the big pink elephant in the room because mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the room and everybody keeps walking around and acting like they don't see shit, right? But it is there and things that bother you or things that cause discord need to be addressed and I will happily address them for you. Thank you for loving big pink elephant and y'all love y'all summer Dell eyes. Let me tell you, <laughs> somebody told me that I gave them a new perspective on Forrest up a new perspective I did they was like I'm gonna go watch that movie all over again with you in mind I done took some notes and I'm gonna watch me some Forrest Gump so feel free to send me in your adult eye suggestions like my friend Melissa did hey Lisa 
Melissa sent me a suggestion and she said, please, the next time you do Adele Eyes, can you talk about Next, the old R&B group's song, Too Close? You know the one, guys. This, he starts off with, I wonder if she could tell that I'm hard right now. Mm-hmm. He did say that. Like hard like my dick. Like hard like a penis. Yeah, I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. So what is Adult Eyes for you new listeners? Adult Eyes is when we listen or look at or watch something that we watched in our youth or that we enjoyed in our youth that we now see with adult eyes or hear with adult ears. So now we like, girl, we didn't know that that movie was about that. Oh boy, what was he saying? That is what Adult Eyes is. And Melissa was like, mm-mm, because this song done came on in my shuffle. It came on on my shuffle. And I said, why is this nigga talking about putting his hard dick on my ass? And I told her I got her. So let's get straight into adult eyes with next. Step back, you're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. Y'all remember that song. Come on, girl, you knew I can't help it. You knew what I want to do. Baby, when we grind. Sing it, come on. I get so excited. Excited, ooh, how I like it. I try, but I can't fight it. Ooh, you're dancing real close, plus it's real, real slow. Mm. You're making it hard for me. Okay, so I'm all off. My notes are all off. Don't. Don't judge him for singing. But you know what I'm saying. You know the song is about him getting hard because they out and she grinds and she putting that thing down. She pop, 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 pop. Ay, ay. She twerking that thing. You understand? She breaking it down. And he's just like, but I'm, I don't want to put this big dick on her ass, like in between them cheeks, right? But the way she moving it. I like when you shake it like that. Uh, uh, oh, we be fronting girls. Like, stop it. You know, when we out there and we twerking, that's when you guys dance. Because let me tell you something. Every time I go out now, everybody want to be in their phone, Snapchatting and showing the world how they smoking hookah and trying to look cool with smoke going through their nostrils. When I'm just like, but I'm here to dance. Like, I put on a good bra. Okay, I beat this face. Like, I, I turn at this face. This makeup is popping. My highlighter is like, what? And I'm out here to watch y'all be on your phones to try to make the world who's not here jealous of what you're doing. No, no, I miss the times, you know, when a dude was like, I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. I miss the times of dancing when you have to be like, uh-uh, bro, back it all up like a U-Haul truck. Get it soft and come back. Now I'm gonna go to the bathroom with my girls and act like I didn't know you until you buy me a drink that makes me come back. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm going to digress. So, yeah, adult eyes. Um, yeah, this song was pretty much about him poking. I feel a little poke coming through. Yeah, Melissa. I mean, my adult eyes ain't mad at it. I mean, in the time we are now with the Me Too movement and sexual assault and harassment at an all-time exposed high, and I say exposed high because I believe sexual assault and harassment has always been at an all-time high, but now social media just makes it visible. So this song in this particular time, I'm not sure if it could come out right now. Yeah, my Deltas is like, mm, I don't think this would be playing up in the clubs right now. Or maybe it would, because I don't know. These kids is listening to crazy stuff. But this song just sounds like, um, I'm going to need you to calm down. Like, I'm just trying to back that thing up. You know, use a big fine woman. Won't you back that ass up? Call me big daddy when you're backing that. Girl, who is you playing with? Like, I'm just trying to do what I do in the mirror when I'm home. I'm just trying to have that moment like, oh, I've been practicing this all week and I'm out with my girls and he, I, he cute. And, you know, I'm just trying to ah, ah, 
pop, drop and lock it. Like drop down and get your eagle on, girl. That's what I'm trying to do. And now you hard. Like can't you jerk before the club and not get so aroused? Like is there something we could do about that? I'm not sure. I got to ask, you know, next. I got to ask RL if I could get a hold of him to see if he still does that with his wife. I know he's married now and he's a dad, but I'm wondering if he's going to get so excited and he's still going to try to fight it and ask her, you know, why she's dancing real close plus the dances real real slow and let her know you're making it hard for me is it still hard RL fellas does it get hard when you're dancing are you dancing fellas when you go out are you getting grinded on like we used to because I done had a few moments where I was like oh what is you doing back there stop but no like stop stop what are you doing and then I have some have had some instances where I, you know you gotta have the bat signal to your girl because you know when you go out in your groups you gotta have the signal so just in case you know this song come on and he really getting hard and you he's sweaty and he not cute or he didn't bother you know two drink minimum to get you even interested uh you know you gotta have your girl in the bat signal you got to grab the ear or something or scratch the neck and they come pull you away and save you and dance with you. So, you know, I've had a few moments about this song and there were times I loved it and there were times I didn't. So, Melissa, my adult eyes in the Me Too movement don't think that this song would be popping. Um, I don't think a song that starts off with, I don't, I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. I'm not sure. My adult eyes and I are not sure <laughs> if, if that is appropriate uh, for the 2018 going into the 19, into the 2020. So there you have it, y'all. Adult eyes. How do you listen to this song with adult eyes? I mean, I like how you shake it like that. Oh, oh, oh. Like, is that is something that you would listen to in 2018? Does your adult eyes be like, damn, RL, could we be any more clearer? <laughs> Can we have some subtlety? No, no. Or or, are you still like, nah, it's still banging. It's still popping. And ain't nothing wrong with it in 2018 with my adult eyes. Let me know how your adult eyes listen to next. Too close. Oh, hell no. So what are we saying no to today? What are we saying? No, ma'am, Pam. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. What are we saying no to today? I got a special DM request from a beautiful soul, and I will call her M to protect her anonymity and respect her anonymity. And her DM reads the following. She said, so I have a question slash topic I would love to hear about. I just got to the call of action, boundaries in a marriage after many, many years of allowing mess, acceptance of new ones and how to put them in place. The hubs, meaning her husband, and I have been together since high school, so we know each other, but we are learning how to give each other space to be who we are at 33 without holding each other accountable for what we did at 22. Does that make sense to any of you? So basically, M is asking me, how do you set new boundaries with someone you have been with all these years? How do you implement saying no and creating a space, a safe space to say no to someone or receive a no from someone? Because it's not all about giving those here. I told you before, beautiful souls, we are going to work on receiving no's too because boundaries just don't go one way. You're not just giving them. You're not a great boundary uh, storyteller if you don't know how to read the story and, and and have the story read to you. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but it just made sense to me, but you get where I'm going. So we're going to work on receiving the husband's boundaries and as the wife giving a boundary in this situation. So she wants to know how do you get someone 
to learn the new you pretty much. And this this conversation is right up my alley because I had this same experience with my husband, but this is not about me. I will focus on M and I will actually have my husband as a guest so that he can share his side of the boundary setting um, moments that we shared and almost broke up our marriage. But in this case, again, this is right up my alley because as a person who teaches boundaries, I didn't start teaching them, of course, until I learned how to set them, respectfully set them and respectfully receive them. Uh, A lot of people are in relationships and this is not just exclusive to a wife or a husband. This is not just exclusive to marriage. This is something that happens in every relationship, siblings, brothers and sisters, right? Uh, co-workers you've been at a place for a long time friendships you've been friends with the person for 10 years since high school and all this other time so people see you as the way they're used to you being as the way you were when you came in so this is not limited to just sexual relationships and marriage this is a great question to anyone and a great topic for anyone who feels a shift is in the atmosphere for them anyone who feels like they want to grow and they feel like other people are not letting them grow and what I told M was, I understand where you're coming from because I too had to tell someone I loved to let me out of jail. Mm-hmm. I had to tell someone to unincarcerate me, stop holding me prisoner to what I did, what I wore, what I was, whatever title I held, who I was when we met. I am more than just the person you met when we were 22. I am now 33, right, M? You're in your 30s. You're 32, you're 33. And you have grown. The same woman you were in your 20s is not the same woman you are right now in your 30s. And what happens is we imprison people, we confine them. That is the definition of incarcerate, just like jail. Mm -hmm. I said it, jail. It's emotional jail. It's holding someone emotional hostage. So just like someone in Rikers Island or, you know, Shawshank Redemption type shit, we put people in jail. We incarcerate them. We imprison and confine them to who they have always been. And I understand that because let's be clear, change is hard as hell. To have someone in your life a certain way for a decade, two years, one year, five years, 20 years, and all of a sudden they don't like this food anymore. Or they don't like the way you talk to them anymore. Or they don't like the way, you know, blank, fill in the blank, whatever your blank is. They don't like now that your family's over all the time, but they never said anything before. Let me be crystal clear. Because someone never complained about it before does not mean that they were ever okay with it. Let that marinate. I understand the confusion of not being told this before and not understanding why all of a sudden, because that's like what we like to say, right? All of a sudden, oh, now you want to, yes, motherfucker, yes, now I have the courage. Now I'm brave enough to tell you what bothers me and what I won't stand for anymore. Because again, just because I never said it, doesn't mean that I was always in agreement with it. So that's a, a, a step of boundaries. That's a, that's a part of boundaries we have to learn to accept. Because it's coming to you now doesn't mean that it's new necessarily. Doesn't mean that it was just thought about. Doesn't mean that it was just decided to speak up on. It could be that I had to get brave. It could be that I had to talk myself up to tell you husband, to tell you wife, to tell you mother, to tell you father, to tell you boss lady, boss man, to tell you co-worker, to tell you friend that I am no longer interested in participating in the relationship should this still occur. That could be what it is. And I get it. Again, change is hard. 
Change is hard, but hard, hallelujah, doesn't mean that it's impossible. I said it. I said it. No, sir, it's not impossible to change. No, ma'am, it's not impossible to change. And as your wife, M is coming to you to ask you to change some things. And actually, you know what? She ain't even asking you to change. She's serving notice to you that she is changing. She is changing whether you like it or not. And I understand how hard it is to not have permission She didn't have your permission. Your wife didn't ask you for your permission for her to change and grow because her change affects you. And that is so difficult. So I understand um, your question about how to get someone to unincarcerate you, to release you from the person you you used to be. But here's the thing, Em, you don't need your husband permission to release you, to unincarcerate you, to let you go from the M that you used to be. You hold the cell key. You hold the emotional cell block key. You turn that. You put that in the keyhole and you turn it. You don't need his permission to let yourself out of emotional jail. Now, what you do need or want, it sounds like, is you would like some compliance. You would like him to fall in line. But let me tell you, like I said, change is hard. It is going to take some time for someone to change on something that they did not request change on or to or with or for. It's going to take somebody time to understand why all of a sudden this change is here. It's going to take communication and you might need help communicating it to him and he might need help receiving the communication you are delivering. You might need a marriage counseling session. You might need a marriage coaching session. You might have to be okay with him never coming around to receiving what you're trying to bound, what you're trying to put down with your boundaries. Mm -hmm. How do you communicate with him? You be extremely honest without your ego. You ask him, you ask him, is he ready to chat without a defensive ear? You ask him, is he ready to receive the information you're going to give him without an ear of defense? You ask him if he's ready to understand where you're coming from before you just dump it on him. Because what us women do a lot of times is we need to talk. Cut that game off. We just want to dump everything because we're so ready. It's, it's, it's now or never, right? And if you don't know your husband's learning style, and if you don't know his love language and how he receives, what you do is walking into setting yourself up for failure. So I ask you, Em, how does your husband learn? Is he an auditory learner? Is he a tactile learner? Is he a reader? Would writing him a note work better than you speaking it out loudly to him? Hmm? Would putting it in rhythm and song work better as an auditory learner with you leaving a voice note. A lot of times I give my clients assignments again for their learning style and love languages. So if the person you're talking to is an auditory learner and you're not a singer and you don't want to compose a song, just like this podcast, record a voice note, write down your notes, be articulate, be clear in your needs and let him listen to it. A lot of times I, I recommend that in writing letters because no one can interrupt you when you have a voice note. No one can interrupt your letter. There is no back and forth. There is no, but I don't feel, and you said, but oh, now you want to, and what about when I want to? There is none of that. So what is his love language? What is his learning style? How does he receive love? How does he learn? If you combine those two with the delivery of what you need, that may help. Or again, a third party may help. And you have to prepare yourself, M, because what a lot of people do is when boundaries are set, 
They like to throw a boundary back at you. Let me give you an example. So now you're telling your husband hypothetically, you don't like when he's out late during the week, right? And he now will come to you and be like, oh, well, since you want to tell me that, well, I don't like that you wear your bonnet on in the house all the goddamn time. What happens is when we set our boundaries, we give other people permission to now state theirs, right so now all of a sudden we're we're tit for tatting you were tit and that is big in relationships honey we're tit for tatting mm-hmm. we on that court and we're, we're bouncing the ball back and forth like a tennis match with Serena oh so now you want to tell me what you ain't like about me but I ain't never told you what I ain't like about you so now I'm going to tell you instead of receiving what we're told by the person who was brave enough to initiate in the first place our ego says how dare she how dare he? Who the fuck does she think she is? Does she know that I've been sitting around here looking at her look like an old maid for how long? And she got the nerve to tell me that she unhappy in this area, but I've been unhappy too. So let me ignore her unhappiness and counter it with mine. Be prepared, honey. Be prepared emotionally not to be heard initially. Be prepared for pushback. Be prepared for egos, including your own, to show up first and foremost. Be prepared for tears, possibly. Be prepared for pushback in many ways. Many ways. And I'm not saying that this is your husband, M. And I'm not saying this is your daughter, listener, beautiful soul, or your son, or your coworker, or your sibling, or your friend. I'm just letting you know what typically happens when someone who didn't ask for the change, who didn't get permission for the change, from the change, about the change, how they react. Be ready in case this happens. And also understand that your boundaries and your needs are your own. Just because you need something doesn't mean that the person you need it from wants to give it to you or is capable of giving it to you. And a lot of times we expect because this person is our husband, this person is our wife, this person is our sibling, this person is our friend, that they should automatically comply. And though understanding is not required for compliance for a lot of people, if it is not their need, if they cannot process it or understand it, they do not need to comply for you. And that is a tough pill to swallow when you're like, but that's my husband. That's my wife. He or she should want to give me what I need. But you know what? He or she is still a human. He or she still has their own needs and your boundary is your own and they might not have a need to bend and give it to you. So you have to be prepared to decide, is this a boundary that I can live with if it's crossed or is it not? Is this a real boundary or is this a wall? Which one is it? Is this something that I just don't like because someone else did it to me and it's reminding me of it when my husband does it? Because that's a wall that's different. Or is this something that is clear, clear disrespect from him, his family, his whatever that needs to stop? Which one is it? A wall separates, right? A boundary divides. There's a difference. A wall is up that you can't go around or have to try to break through. A boundary is a line. Which one is it? Is this a wall that you came into the marriage with that is not fair to him that he has to now try to break down? That you're masking as a line, as a boundary? Which one is it? Where's the assessment? Was their assessment done? How do you tell someone that has known you the way you were that you are not that person? How do you tell someone this is me then? That was me then, but this is me now. Let me tell you how you tell them. You tell them. You find out how they compute, again, their love language, their learning style. And if all of that fails and you get a third party to help you, you might have to consider 
that this relationship, if this boundary is really big for you, if you cannot continue living with that line crossed, you might have to consider that this personal or professional relationship might need to cease. One thing I know for sure is that men learn through consequence. Men don't learn by listening mostly like us women do. In my professional opinion, men learn through consequence. If you take a look back at the men you know or the men you've seen on TV or movies, when the woman leaves the house, you know, when she's had enough, when a woman is fed up, that is when consequences are put in place. And that is when his privileges are revoked, when he's no longer able to touch, tease, please the way he used to, even when the boundaries are being crossed, that's when he'll take a look at it. Okay, and I'm not saying M that your husband deserves a consequence because I'm not really sure the dynamics in your relationships. I'm speaking generally. But if you need to be heard about who you are now and what you need now as the woman who stands before him and he's ignoring, dismissing and disrespecting your cry for boundary respecting or your cry for boundary acceptance a consequence of some sort might have to be put in place. And I'm not talking about withholding sex or, you know, if that's what works for you, that's your business. And a lot of time, that's a lot of times that's our go-to ladies. We like to withhold sex, but sometimes that doesn't work, right? Cause he can jerk it or sometimes it's not about sex for him or he can get it from somewhere else. And that's not me excusing him or justifying him. Sex is not the only consequence for a man. And not every man requires sex to feel love, though the majority of men, their love language, number one, is touch. You're going to have to figure out what consequence, if there is a need for one, has to be set into place. You're going to have to figure out if you delivered the message of your boundary in a way that he could receive it. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, because we set it, we think that that is automatic um, room for the person to receive it. If your man is into sports, Speak his language. Break it down in sports terminology. I do that with my husband a lot. He's a sports nisa. He loves basketball. Loves basketball. When I want him to really understand something, I will break it down in basketball jargon. I will. I will. And even though I'm not into sports that much, I know enough where I know what, of course, defense and offense is. And I know what a three point shot is. And, you know, all the basics. And I know who his favorite players are. And, of course, Google is my best friend. And if I need to understand some more jargon for it, I will. But I know for a fact that he listens in his language. And I know for a fact that his love language is touch, his very first one. And then the second one is words of affirmation. So I'm not going to come in with a blow and be like, yo, we need to talk, motherfucker. Let me tell you what's going on. No, I know for a fact that probably holding his hand and being next to him touch skin to skin sitting right next to him on the couch and I know for a fact that affirming him first I like the sandwich technique that I teach and I use in my coaching the sandwich is a piece of bread first that's the affirmation I'm going to affirm him affirm him and let him know that I love the fact that I am able to talk to him and speak my needs to him and I love the fact that he is the person who created a safe space for that and then the meat of the sandwich is the quote-unquote bad news well I need to set this boundary this has been bothering me and I need to let you know what's going on and I can't continue like this and then the last piece of the sandwich is the other piece of bread where I close it and affirm him again there are techniques to communication. You can't just be blurting out boundaries and wondering why people are not receptive to them because everybody ain't you. It ain't they need and it might not be heard the way they understand, compute and process. 
You are allowed to say, set me free. Unincarcerate me. You have no right. You have no right. Tell them, M, you don't have the right to hold me to the 20-year-old girl you met. She is now an evolved being. She is now a woman who has changed her taste, who has grown, who no longer wants to sit still and stagnant, who has desires and requirements for you as her husband. We need to get on the same page. There are some things I cannot stand and live with any longer. I'm allowed to grow up. I am allowed. I am allowed. I am allowed by me. Not you, by me. I'm allowed. I gave myself permission to be a woman who no longer wants to be silent when it comes to her needs. I am no longer fearful of the consequences of me stating my needs. And if I am, I'm still here. I showed up anyway because I'm brave. If I am scared, it's okay. Bravery doesn't require me not to be scared. It requires me to still speak my needs and show up in spite of the fear. I love you, but I love me too. I love you, but I love me more. I love you, but love is not enough. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. That's a whole nother episode. Love is not enough. I love you, but do we respect each other? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do we value each other? I need you to understand, honey, that I am growing. And as women, we need to understand something else, M. And to all my ladies listening here, listen to me clearly. Turn the volume up right now. Men do not get married for change. We women get married for change. They don't. When a man gets on his knee and proposes to you, he wants you to be the same woman he met and he's on his knee for. Men do not like change in relationships. They like what they like. That's why he put a ring on it because they liked it, right? We're the one talking about, ooh, we're going to change his wardrobe. We're going to level him up. He's going to be in suits and hard bottom shoes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to change that hair. I know it's okay now, but you know, we're going to grow him out of that. Uh-huh. We're going to take some cooking classes. Yep, 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 yep. He's going to do more than just that nasty chicken that he got from his mama. Yeah, we're going to level up. We're going to level him up a little bit. Yeah, we're, we go into it. We go into it saying they ain't going to be his friends no more. No, no, no. We're going to start hanging with my married couple friends. And, you know, he going to just deal with it. He going to be okay with it. You know, we're going to start going to bed and breakfasts. I know he likes to do Miami and turn up or he don't like vacation at all. But I'm going to get him to start liking like Woodsy. We're going to have a fireplace. He, he cool with it. I know he's a city guy, but I'm going to get him into that house. That's what we do. Okay. We do that. We do that. Men do not get married. Men don't ask you to be theirs so that, that, that you can change what theirs, their definition of theirs is or was. They don't want that. So most likely the boundary setting is always going to be done by you first and initially or always. He was happy with what he got. That's why he got on his knee. He was content with the way it was. And most likely you didn't know no better. You didn't know about speaking your needs because I didn't know about it because your mom ain't teach you that. Right. Because this world tells us that we got to please a man, honey, the way through a man's heart is through his stomach. You better be sucking on his dick, girl, or somebody else. will. well, let the bitch then, because what you're not going to do is fear me or put the fear of God in me to be a woman who has needs and speaks her needs. If that's what if me speaking my needs, me, he going to go dip out. He don't have to dip out. He could keep it going and he could stay there. Okay, but I need us to understand, ladies, that men are not getting with you. He ain't leaving his seat in you. He ain't getting on his knee. He ain't spending three months salary on a diamond. He not buying a house. He not working extra hours so that you can change. 
So understand when you come to him with change, it's going to be difficult for him because he did not get here because he was ready for change. Maybe the baby was coming if you guys decided to have children, that was gonna change, sure. But in men's minds, most men who are not well-informed by the men who come before them, by their predecessors about change. You know, men are vague when they talk. So it's just like, shit change. You'll see when you get married or sex is different. And they just keep it vague. They don't say that her priorities are different now. She's going to have to focus on the children or focus on the house. Or she is working as well. Or things change. She's going to get older. Her body's going to change. She might lose, you know, some of her sexual prowess with menopause. They don't know all of this stuff. They're looking at this girl they got with that they loved who was fun and spontaneous or whatever, you know, attributes you had that turned them on. She read a lot. She was educated. She could hold the conversation. Whatever it is that attracted them to you, that is what they want to keep physically, mentally, and emotionally. They don't want you gaining weight. They don't want you growing up and evolving in a way that it affects what they're used to. If you, if you got into the relationship cooking him three meals a day, that's what he's going to be accustomed to. If you got into the relationship, let his family and friends come over and violate you and disrespect you and come in your house and curse you out and, you know, not treat you with respect. And he allowed that, which is inappropriate, fellas. That's a separate episode and it's coming. Um, And girls, inappropriate. Um, If you allowed that from day one, he's not going to be the catalyst for the change. He's not going to be understanding at first. But girl, this is what we always had. So what's the problem? The problem is whatever doesn't grow dies, sir. The problem is whatever doesn't grow dies. That's the problem. And I'm growing and I'm evolving. And I need you to understand that I have the key to my emotional freedom. And I'm going to ask you nicely to join me in this unincarceration of me. Because it's going to happen either way. Either way it's going to happen. Now, whether it happens with you or without you, that's up to you. And I understand it's difficult. And I understand, I understand, I understand that you didn't sign up for this, but it's here. It's in your face. And I need you to understand that I will no longer be an emotional prison. Release me, free me from the girl that I used to be and respect the woman that I am now. Who do you need to tell to unincarcerate me? A lot of times people, you know, have no choice emotionally and mentally, but to try to keep us in the space that they're accustomed to. Comfort is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Comfort is comfortable, but my growth will not stay stagnant because it's comfortable for you. And oftentimes you will have to, have to, have to, have to set that boundary of unincarceration for many people, including for yourself, about yourself, to yourself, by yourself. Some of you are holding yourself prisoner to who you used to be or who people expect you to stay and remain for their comfort. A lot of you still want to be the party girl and party guy because you don't want to look uncool. A lot of you are pushing yourself to do things for other people because you don't want to unincarcerate yourself. Unincarceration is not just about someone else. Free yourself. Let yourself out. Stop holding yourself prisoner. You don't have to wear those clothes no more if you don't find them appropriate. You don't have to listen to that music anymore if you don't like it. You do not have to be who people tell you to be. Because you're scared to unbe it. You're more than just his wife. You're more than just her husband. You're more than just their mother. You're more than this employee. You're more than such and such's daughter. You are a being who has every right to free yourself. Activate your freedom plan. 
activate your freedom. Free your mind, honey, and the rest, it will follow. Free your mind, in Vogue said. Free your mind, free your mind, free yourself, free yourself. Before you set boundaries with others, free yourself. Set the boundary for yourself that you're not going to be that person anymore. Before you bring it to him or her or them, are you clear with yourself that this is not who you're going to be? Tell me, tell me, who do you need to unincarcerate yourself with four and two? Who do you need to tell besides yourself? Unincarcerate, free me, let me go. This is a warning. This is a warning. This is a warning. What we're not going to do, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. What we're not going to do is hold me hostage emotionally anymore. Unincarcerate me. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Before we get out of here, you know, I like to leave on a positive, positive note. Mm-hmm. And my positive note is I said yes to some things because I was able to say no to some things. Mm-hmm. Because I said no and set a boundary to an event that I was supposed to speak at that did not work out for me, I was able to host a party with a purpose. I'm so excited. Do you guys know what a party with a purpose is? A party with a purpose is something that I created for those who want to experience the coaching experience with me, who are not quite sure about doing it one-on-one yet, who want to fill me out, who want to see what the situation is all about, but they don't want the one-on-one yet. So I created it where it's a group of people, five, 10 or 15. The guest list is customized by you, for you, with you in your space. So in your home or your event space or your hotel room, any safe approved place. And I come over and we basically have a girls or guys night in. Yes, I said guys too. Mm-hmm. Parties with a purpose is not just for girls. It could be a mixed group of girls or guys, just girls or just guys. And it's experiencing life coaching, life coaching with your topics, your way. And it's me and your tribe. Mm-hmm. Me and your tribe. And we come over. So because I said no and set a boundary to not participating in an event that wasn't serving me, that wasn't fitting my narrative, that wasn't organized in the way that I like the events that book me to speak as their keynote speaker or panel participant. It wasn't organized in a way that worked for me for that. I was able to book another party with a purpose. So me saying no to something that didn't serve me cleared the way. It cleared the way, people. It cleared the space for me to be of service to my beautiful souls who wanted that date. And the date was already unavailable because I had another gig. So saying no allows you allows you to say yes. I met extremely beautiful beings. We had an amazing two hour session that ran a little over because I enjoyed being there. And the next thing I know, we're going into hour three and it soothed my soul because I knew for a fact that I wouldn't have had that great experience, got that check, picked up that bag, because if I would have said yes to the thing that I should have said no to, I wouldn't have been able to say yes to that. Does that make sense to the church? Okay, saying no to things that don't serve you makes room for your yeses. And I wanna thank everybody who contacts me for booking your parties with a purpose. Yep, you can book your party with a purpose too. And I can come over to you And I'm now introducing virtual parties with a purpose. So we'll have our own like Skype um, or Zoom sessions with just you and your friends. 
And again, any topic you want to talk about and we go there. So I want to thank you all for inquiring and I want to thank you all for booking and I want to thank you all for saying no in order to get to your yeses. So let's learn how to say no in a different language. On the first episode, I told you that there are over 6,500 dialects spoken in the United States and in the world in general. So we can't say no in our own language, yet there are 6,500 other languages we can say no in. So I always want to bring another option to you to say no. And today we're going to learn how to say no in German. Are you ready? Let me see. Let me see what Google can say. Can you hear this? Nine. Say it again, girl. Nine. Say it again, girl. Uh, Say it again, girl. Nine. Nine. How do you say no in German? Nine. It sounds like the number nine, but it is spelled N-E-I-N. N-E-I-N. Say it again for them girls. Tell them so they can hear it. Nine. 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 How do you say no in German? Nine. So if you're fearful, like many people, to say no in your language, I always recommend to my clients learning how to say it in another language or learning how to say it in another way. There is more than one way to say no. As I always say, nah, that's not going to work for me. No, thank you. Nope. There are many ways to say no, but there are also many languages to say no. And I recommend that people learn the other ways in other languages because it helps you. It takes some of the sting. If people don't understand what you're saying so say for instance you're holding a conversation and someone invites you somewhere that you don't want to go you could be like nine they'd be like what nine (laughs) and you might sound stupid or feel like you sound stupid but honey you're not stupid you're educating yourself on how to get comfortable with the no a lot of times people are not comfortable with the no because they never actually even say the word in their language or another so before you can say it in your language you might need to learn how to say it in another language so the way to say no in German my beautiful soul is nine nine let's say no in German together so hey girl hey boy come to this or do this what we gonna say nine nope nada that's not gonna work for me no no in German is nine nine I love you for listening I love you for participating I love you for saying no I love you for saying yes I love you for being I love you for being being your authentic beautiful self You're not alone. The Life Architect, I'm here with you. Peace.